Welcome back to the Know Now podcast. I'm Daniela. And I'm Brittany. And we are going to talk about um, Cinco de Mayo and the cultural appropriation that really surrounds this holiday throughout the U.S. So we thought it'd be best to just kind of delve a little deeper into what Cinco de Mayo actually is, since the majority of Americans seem to think it is Mexican Independence Day. Okay, so Cinco de Mayo, um, wasn't, keyword, is not widely celebrated in Mexico. Alert, alert. It is not. It is not. It is not widely celebrated in Mexico um, by other communities, only specifically um, the uh, city of Puebla, which was where the victory over France and Mexico took place um, on May 5th, 1862. And yeah, the it's just a community celebration that then was adopted in the U.S. Yeah, and just to give a little bit more background on the date, um, so as Brittany said, um, it was celebrating the victory over the French at the Battle of Puebla. Um, so this celebrates the success of the Mexican army, not Mexican independence. Um, and this all came about because Benito Juarez of the indigenous Zapotec tribe was elected president of Mexico in 1861. And when he took over the country, there was huge financial struggles uh, due to internal strife. And Juarez was forced to default on debt payments to European governments. So France, Britain, and Spain were obviously pissed off. So they sent naval forces to Veracruz to demand repayment. Um, Juarez was able to negotiate with Britain and Spain and they they left and they withdrew and whatever they negotiated. But Napoleon III, who was ruling France at the time, decided that this would be a great opportunity to carve out an empire out of this Mexican territory. Um, so it was years of conflict and just really war. Um, so on that day, um, the French sent out 6,000 troops or 6,000 people that made up a troop, um, to attack Puebla. And um, Juarez rounded up 2,000 loyal men and sent them to Puebla. And obviously, people thought that the Mexicans were going to lose because of the huge imbalance. Um, but miraculously, Mexico won. Um, the battle only lasted a day, and nearly 500 French soldiers were killed, whereas only 100 Mexican soldiers were killed. So it wasn't a huge victory, and it, you know didn't gain independence from Mexico, but it boosted the Mexican morale. Um, and then eventually in 1867, the French withdrew, uh, thanks to the U.S. helping Mexico. But that's truly what Cinco de Mayo is. Yeah, and somewhere along the line, um, close, I think it was like I read the 1960s. Yes, the 1960s, many Mexican-American activists entrenched in the country's growing civil rights movement used the day as a source of pride. And close to two decades later, in 1989, the Modelo and Corona, the beer companies, introduced Cinco de Mayo as Corona de Mayo. Um because um, capitalism won, and also um, they just also wanted a reason to, I don't know, further commercialize and push those beer companies. Um, and so that's really how we came to know inside of the U.S. what today is Cinco de Mayo. And um, it is kind of really sad because now what has happened 
is um, a kind of caricature of cultural stereotypes, Mexicans and um, or Latinos in general. I mean, further to, you know, kind of create these um, social norms that makes us think that this is what Mexicans do and look like. Yeah, and like you mentioned, it's really only celebrated in Puebla in Mexico, um, which is where the victory occurred. And the traditions surrounding this day are military parades and recreations of the battle. Um, But it isn't even a federal holiday in Mexico, unlike Independence Day for them in September. This time, and this socially um, and politically charged environment that we are in, you would think that people that are blatantly racist would also stop and boycott um, holidays that represent the cultures in which they're racist towards. Um, for example, so many of you uh, people out there, I'm just going to generalize, um, want to create a border between the U.S. and Mexico. But yet, As I was cruising the streets yesterday, I saw many of you, and I'm making generalization, have little tequila shots in your hands, have little sombreros on your hat, saying really inappropriate things like, orale. I think it's funny that you mentioned that because a lot of the people on my news feeds who were posting inappropriate photos appropriating Mexican culture are the ones who are like let's build a wall and immigration reform and (laughs) yeah that extremely like conservative americans the ones that also generalize all latinx people as mexicans and i just don't like hello wake up you hate us why are you celebrating us it's amazing it's amazing it's because people are not well educated um and and i mean let's be real white people love to culturally appropriate. So I think this is a great segue into what that means. Do you want to take us off into this little journey, Brittany? But cultural appropriation is a concept in sociology dealing with the adoption of elements of a minority culture by members of a dominant culture. It is it is distinguished from equal cultural exchange due to the presence of colonial element and imbalanced power. And this is something that we don't only see, obviously, Cinco de Mayo, but you see this on Halloween, Dia de los Muertos, uh, St. Patrick's Day. You know, you see this everywhere, but I think it's important to bring this up because I don't see that many conversations going on about how inappropriate Cinco de Mayo celebrations are. And every time I see someone post a goddamn picture with a sombrero or maracas or the hashtag or the caption Cinco de Drinco, I cringe and I, I get very upset and I want to punch someone because I just feel like it's so inappropriate. But people don't seem to get it. Um, and I really don't think that everyone sets out to do this on purpose. A lot of people don't even know what cultural appropriation is. Um, and that's really the point of this podcast is to just kind of talk about it and inform people because I don't think everyone who is posting these pictures really realizes what they're doing. You are a very sympathetic and kind person, Daniela. Very kind. I, on the other hand, I think it's intentional. I think it's mocking 
um, their racism in our face. I think that at this point in our time with all these sources that we have, such as, I don't know, the internet and I don't know, a Google search bar, it is very accessible to people to self-educate on these holidays. And um, yeah, it's to me, I'm just kind of a little bit more unapologetic about it. No, Yeah, but I think... If they don't know that there's something wrong with what they're doing, there's no reason for them to Google what Cinco de Mayo actually is. But I feel like with the internet, they do know that there's something wrong. They see it everywhere. There's comments. I mean, even in their own social bubbles, like, you know, it's wrong to put a fucking mustache on your face and call yourself a Mexican. And we know that because the people that we surround ourselves with are aware of that. But I think a lot of these people are not aware of it. And it's something I've been reading a lot of articles on um, Mexicans, Mexican-Americans residing in Texas, uh, specifically San Antonio, and how the Mexican culture is so deeply interconnected to San Antonian culture that people don't even realize that what they're doing is derogatory or inconsiderate to Mexican culture because San Antonian culture is Mexican culture. Um, obviously, this is not the case in all of the U.S., but I don't necessarily – I think there's definitely some people who are like, oh, let's make fun of this and do this and this and that. But I think a lot of people just aren't aware. Um, I think unless someone calls you out for it, there's no need for you to look it up. Or, yeah, there's like no internal motivation to look it up because you think that what you're doing is okay. And you see commercials on TV hyping up Cinco de Mayo, like you said, beer commercials and Taco Bell and all of these huge chains who are really making money off of Latino culture. So I see where you're coming from, but I don't think that everyone who does this has bad intentions. I think they're just uneducated. I think that they do. I think that... Um, I'm not going to sit here and excuse that type of behavior. I don't think that I think that we let a lot go like with our like with our sympathy towards racist. And um, I refuse as someone who is knowledgeable and can and does open a, a laptop once in a while and does research that it's very easy. And even if you don't even think that you're doing something wrong, but you see other people having conversations on like anywhere on any platform, you like still have the knowledge of being able to piece the two together and say, Hey, maybe what I'm doing isn't okay. Also, if you think that a wall should be built yet you celebrate a Mexican holiday and you know it's a Mexican holiday because it's like widely known as one, you are intentionally doing it. And it's like, it's, it's fact. It's, I don't, I'm not going to sit here. I'm not going to excuse it. I'm not going to um, further like allow this behavior to happen around me, around other people, around what I'm comfortable with, because I, as a Brown Latina has always, has always and continues to be policed by white people on my body and on what I'm doing. So I think that me doing that back to them is super important and them understanding their privilege. And I think that when we say things like, oh, well, they don't know. So like, we can't really, you know, hold them accountable for it. We're excusing it and we're allowing them to do it. And I refuse to do that. I just personally, me and like, who I am and what I stand for, like, you're not going to sit here and like, 
wear a and put a mustache on and take tequila shots and also be blatantly racist to my face and I'm not going to let it slide like I'm not going to sit there and just be like okay they're just having fun they don't know what they're doing is problematic like no you know what you're doing is problematic because you're a blatant racist and you know you're a racist because you hate all Latina all Latinx people and you most specifically think that we're all Mexican and you most specifically want a wall built between one country and another as if this is your land (laughs) no and i completely understand that and i'm not saying just sit back and watch people do it um of course not that's why we're doing this podcast because we want to bring light to these kinds of topics but approaching it from a place of okay why are they doing this because we disagree on this but i don't think that everyone has bad intentions um and i've seen plenty of hispanic people posting in sombreros and you know having parties for Cinco de Mayo, I think it's just become like, it's like an American custom based off of a non-existent Mexican tradition, I guess, which is not correct. But I don't know. I think sometimes approaching things, understanding that this is a societal issue and it's not necessarily just an individualistic issue is easier and I don't know. I, I refuse to believe that everyone, maybe I'm too idealistic, but I refuse to believe that everyone who posts a picture like this is because they're intentionally mocking a culture. I'm not saying to sit back and watch people do this, but I'm saying to have conscious conversations that I don't think every person who posts a picture has a negative intention. I think a lot of people don't realize what they're doing. And that's what our job is. It's to bring it up and have these conversations so that you know, next year, less people are posting. Um, But I have a hard time, I don't know, have a hard time thinking that every single person who posts a picture like this has bad intentions. When you were saying like, oh, like if you just open social media, like you'll see conversations. I have not once in, I don't know, I think social media has been in my life for like 10 years. And not once in the past 10 years have I seen one conversation about, how problematic Cinco de Mayo is. Like you never see other people, other Latinx people like posting about Cinco de Mayo and how it's not like a universally celebrated holiday. No, I've not once have I seen that on any of my news feeds. Oh Lord, maybe that's the problem. (laughs) Yeah, I think that is the problem, which is why I'm saying I don't think people are doing it I think this also stems back to just like our personal upbringings and how like the communities that we grew up in I think mine is primarily white and they don't have these conversations. I'm the only one who like goes to an event. I'm like, this is problematic. Like, I'm not going to do this. Like, I've never celebrated Cinco de Mayo because A, I am not Mexican and B, I'm not going to like slap a sombrero on my head and be like, oh yeah, like, let's celebrate this, you know? Um, But I don't think these are conversations that are necessarily, it's incorrect to assume that it's conversations that are widespread because they're not, um, Mm. I haven't seen it and I'm always open to having these conversations with people. So yeah, that is definitely the problem, which I'm, it's why I'm excited to be talking about this today. (laughs) Yeah. Let's go on through more of the facts about Cinco de Mayo that you have. Yeah. So this goes back to like appropriating culture, but I'm I'm definitely going to butcher the name of this university. Gonzaga. Um, it's in Washington State. It's a Jesuit college. But the VP of Student Development uh, sent out an email to its students stating, and I'm quoting, 
Unfortunately, the celebrations have become less about the appreciation of Mexican heritage and instead has become more about drinking and partying, especially by non-Mexican individuals. Because of this, there are many instances when Cinco de Mayo becomes a holiday that is full of cultural appropriation. At some college campuses, including our own, students create theme parties or dress in costumes that are insensitive and offensive to the Mexican-American and more broadly, the Latinx culture. Um, Of course, this was faced with a lot of resistance by conservative groups on campus, but I think this is a huge step in the right direction. Um, It's unfortunate that she has to send out, or he, I don't know, what gender the VP of student development is, but that this person had to send out this email, you know, to its undergraduate community saying, beware of how you celebrate this holiday. Yeah. I think the, yeah, that's just, that goes to say a lot, but I think because it is such a corporate holiday um, and, you know, uh, big corporations are making like $6 million worth of profit from just selling beer alone yearly because of this holiday. I don't think it's ever going to go away. And I think that's also part of the problem that like big corporations, not that they care or anything, but I think that they do have a responsibility to properly educate the masses on the things that they promote. And because they're not, they don't take that seriously and they don't take humans just seriously, period. Um, and they just see us as like little robots that buy and consume goods, um, that there's like that lack of respect for just anything, any sentiment that we feel. So yeah, I think it's really problematic. There's a lot of like historical implications, but there's also a lot of like, you know, foundational oppression that comes with it. And it's it's just, you know, on. Uh, I'm going to say it again, unfair and kind of like, like, like I just, I keep on like saying like, hello, is anyone awake? (laughs) Like, is anyone here for the actual conversation? But I guess that's not the point because I don't really have like, I'm not in those bubbles that, um, that like, or ever have been exposed to those type of bubbles that, uh, that celebrate this holiday the way they do. I've always just seen it from an outsider's perspective and from someone who's like, who lets her friends do this. But you know what? You do have a point in that maybe those people themselves just aren't ever surrounded by Latinx people or Latinx people of color, let alone um, that. And they excuse it, you know, like I think that the people around them are just as hype about Cinco de Mayo as they are. Well, I think it's just become a norm that no one thinks twice about, or at least some people don't think twice about. Um, Because I've never been in a Cinco de Mayo celebration because I've never liked it. Um, But I don't think that the end goal is for Cinco de Mayo not to be celebrated because, you know, like you said, in the 60s, Chicano activists were the ones who brought light to this holiday and they encouraged celebration of it. But I think it's a matter of how you celebrate Um, because at the end of the day, it is a celebration. I mean, it was a great defeat. on the part, you know, by the Mexican troops um, against the French. So, like, it's something to be celebrated, but I think it's the way that you celebrate it and the people who celebrate it. So, just to piggyback off of that, some of the articles of, I don't know, I guess we'll call them accessories that people like to put on and uh, post in during this holiday that are offensive. Let's just break them up so that those of you who may not be familiar are now familiar. Um, Wearing a stick-on mustache is inappropriate. 
it's offensive and it promotes stereotypes. Um, unless you live under a rock, you are aware that, you know, not all Mexicans have mustaches. <laughs> um, I, you know, venture to say the majority of them do not. Um, the one that is everywhere um, are people wearing sombreros. And this is something that's been used historically to depict campesinos. You know, they show campesinos taking a nap and it's been used to characterize Mexicans as lazy. But in current day Mexico, primarily the only people who wear sombreros are mariachis in urban areas. And Mexicans regard it as a party piece. You know, it is not part of their culture. It is not something that is worn on the daily the same way that cowboy hats are not worn every single day in Texas. Um, so I think that's I think that's one of the the most used offensive articles that people wear. Um, Cinco de Mayo, I see pictures. It's all over my Instagram, my Facebook feed, just a bunch of people slapping on a sombrero, but they have no idea what it actually means. I was like, I don't know what I was doing. I think I was like driving yesterday and... Um I saw like a group of people in ponchos in a parking lot and I just The other thing that I've seen a lot are maracas. Um something interesting for all of you who choose to, you know, try to make music with these maracas is that they actually don't derive from Mexican culture, but instead they originate in Africa. So your maracas actually mean nothing for Cinco de Mayo. Um Well, if they derive from Africa, but they're used as an instrument in most of Latin America, they do stu- They do mean something. They're just not. It's not specific to the right. holiday. It's not specific to Cinco de Mayo. I think that there's a lot of cultural relevance with maracas and any but not white people flinging a maraca around on Cinco de Mayo. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> Like, you don't need to tell us that that's... Yeah, don't do not do that. I just feel like you need to, like, everyone better as human beings in 2018. I think that the fact that we're still acting on... <laughs> on a, like, we're still doing the things that we were doing five, ten years ago, like, socially as a group is a little repetitive, and I'm kind of bored at this point. So if everyone can just collect themselves and just, like you know, educate themselves a little bit more every single day, you'll become a better person in 2018. And I think that's really the entire goal here, right? Being more cognizant of how your actions affect other people. Um, The other thing that people like to do on this holiday is fake a Mexican accent. Uh, I hear this a lot in my day-to-day, not Mm -hmm. necessarily a Mexican accent, but people like making fun of like a Colombian accent, whether it's a Hispanic person making fun of the Colombian accent or a white person. Um, I've encountered this a lot. Um, and I don't think I have a strong uh, Hispanic accent when I speak English, but there's definitely some words that I say incorrectly or come off with an accent. And I was always made fun of in school when I was reading and that would come up. And then people thought that it would be okay to continuously mock the accent. Uh, throughout the school day and this is inappropriate in any situation but it's extremely inappropriate inappropriate when you're celebrating Cinco de Mayo yeah um for those of you who don't understand why this is inappropriate you're mocking an ethnic group and many people consider this linguistic blackface I think sometimes people think that 
like I know blackface is like something that's very frowned upon and I think many people more people are aware that that is a racist act versus mocking someone's accent I think sometimes people don't realize that just because one of them is more outwardly visible than the other doesn't mean that one is less important or less negative accent thing um very extreme emphasis on that on um just like a Britney note like I want to circle it in red pen underline it put flashing lights around it like I just think that's the worst form of disrespect is um when I overhear people uh just because it's a holiday yell things like I mentioned earlier like some guy in the same parking lot was like Orale! like I'm just like I'm like stop that's not funny it's not cute it's not funny it's disrespectful and um when I look at you sideways about it don't shrug your shoulders and say it's just a it's just a word like no that's not funny and I think it's disrespectful so extra emphasis on that like do not go around doing that for any group um of people ever because uh i mean i've seen that whole like it's very um is it called ethnocentric yeah uh of americans to do that for any culture because they do it with asian cultures they do it with latinx culture they do it with african culture they do it with any culture that is not just like american English. Yeah. Um, and doing a little bit of research for this, I was reading people's perspectives on why they think that it's okay to do these things. And I think people aren't aware of the severity of their actions, which I just mentioned, but I read this uh, line in an article, which I think really puts things into perspective for most people, unless you just really just don't care about anything. But um, a great question to ask yourself is, would you show up to an African celebration in blackface or to an Asian restaurant in a kimono? For me, this is like, I would love to have this plastered on every school building because schools celebrate this too. I remember growing up, Cinco de Mayo was like a thing that teachers would talk about. What? Yeah. Where do they do that at though? <laughs> <laughs> Where? Daniela, they do not. Schools do not celebrate Cinco de Mayo. Uh, schools definitely do classrooms have like special activities for it yes this was a thing in some schools that I went to oh (laughs) yeah but people don't realize and I think this is something that a lot of people I I was talking to someone about this and they're like but we we want to celebrate the culture and I understand that because Colombian Independence Day I mean I want to celebrate my culture you know and I want to bring light to like the struggles my people have faced and what they've overcome. And I'm, I'm passionately Colombian, you know, and my identity is the most important thing to me. So I want people to celebrate with me, but there's a difference between celebrating a culture and mocking it. Um, I think there's a fine line between the two. Do you agree? I don't know. We live in such a complicated country. And so I just think that a lot of our ignorance comes from our lack of need like we're the united states is a very egotistical country and that um we it's like our egos about our nationalism to this country is uh 
leads us to not thinking that other things outside of the U.S. are as... I just think that because we're so, I don't know, like, embedded in our nationalism, it doesn't allow us to think of other countries as actual countries. We just kind of see our power over them. And therefore, leads to things like cultural appropriation and appropriating, you know, holidays um, to to service our selfish needs. But where is the line between like honoring and celebrating a culture and appropriating a culture at the people. So like, I think the line is drawn with the people that that culture is celebrated with and what they feel comfortable as a collective to, you know, perpetuate. I think that um, if Corona really gave a crap about Mexican people, um, it wouldn't make it Corona de Mayo like on a holiday that in a city in Mexico or a state in Mexico um, found it to be something that they were passionate about. And they wouldn't also like I think that the reason it was even brought into the U.S. was because of the Chicano activists, but also like it was it was the corporations that took it out of that context. So it's like we draw the line at the people. Like when we were celebrating it as activists, was it this crazy? Was it this racist? Was it this problematic? Probably not. Well, I'm I'm thinking it back to you just traveled recently and you told me that you went to like a club or something and you were dancing the traditional dance that's dance in this region. Is that appropriating the culture because you're not Colombian? It was being taught by other Colombians how to dance it, and it was the majority of the music on there. And I was in a different country. Like, I'm not coming back to America and saying, guys, look at my really cool new dance that I made up while I was away. (laughs) And here, let's make a whole holiday off of it so that we can capitalize off of it. No, I'm saying, like, that's where the people, that's the whole idea of the people. Like, we draw the line at the people. We draw the line at who is teaching us, why they're teaching us, and where our location is. Like, because I was... Because I was in a different country, in a different culture, I was doing what was respectful and learning and understanding and opening my mind to a different way of living. And I understand that. I'm just, I'm playing devil's advocate here of where the line is drawn because I know you were in a different country. Because I understand that some people are doing this for the right reasons. Like they want to celebrate the culture. Like Mexican Americans may want to celebrate this. Um, because there are pockets in the U.S. that's heavily Mexican-American where they do celebrate Cinco de Mayo, and it's something that's, I mean, done in their communities. Um, I know it's a big thing here in Texas um, for the Mexican communities. So where do we draw the line between, uh, obviously, these Mexican-Americans probably have white friends who partake in it, and when is it okay and when is it not okay? Is it not okay for people outside of the community to partake in it? Not when they're profiting, not when they're ridiculing, not when they're mocking. But I don't I don't mean like a corporation or anything. I just mean like an individual. Yeah, people do that all the time though. I feel like people are able to ridicule, mock, they're able to capitalize off of it. They're able to like there's other ways of capitalizing off of communities outside of just big corporations. Like we humans, we capitalists, people that like core economic understanding comes from capitalism tend to capitalize off of a lot of things um, whether we know it or not so yeah I think that when you go into a community um, you should be respectful of that and you should do what is asked of you from that community Um, but when you leave that community there's no reason for you to um, 
take it with you. Take it with you and or mock it and or, um, you know, make similar uh, art or anything that resembles that community, um, especially when it's not your own. I think that we see that a lot, even because people are multicultural in this country. Um, some people are. And uh, like there's travelers and people travel all over the world and they'll come back with trinkets and, you know, dressings and clothing. And that's fine. You can do that. But when you step outside of that and you're mocking the people who made your clothes or this acts against the people who you just spent like five days immersing yourself in their culture, then that's where the problem is. I just think it's an important conversation to have because I think a lot of people question what what's okay and what's not. Yeah. And that's valid because people don't like they don't talk to other people of other cultures and say and some people don't and say, hey, where like how is this wrong? Or how can I not do that? Or how can I not appropriate your culture? Like when people don't ask those questions, of course, they're not going to know the answer. And of course, they're going to continue to perpetuate stereotypes and perpetuate cultural like, you know, um, caricatures of that specific region. So it's understandable in that context. But I just feel like you should like just because you went somewhere and you spend some time there doesn't mean that they, that's part of who you are in terms of cultural cultural understanding. Right. It's something different to appreciate the culture and something different to take it upon yourself to be that. Do you want to talk a little about some respectful ways to celebrate Cinco de Mayo if you're going to partake in some kind of celebration? Supporting small businesses, one, is really important. Um, and supporting small businesses of that specific culture and people of color is super duper important. So yeah, doing that and making sure it's authentic and that it's, yeah, family owned. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, So next year, just check out a Mexican owned or an operated restaurant in your area. I'm sure there are plenty. Um, I think that's a good way to support and celebrate. Um, The next would be to donate to a Latino based organization. Um, There are plenty to donate to. And I think this is a good way to put your money towards a good cause versus playing into corporations twist on what this holiday is mm-hmm. also educating yourself you know turn that google search bar on space click something in there educate yourself <laughs> not that google is a good source but it's a start so i would just say definitely educate yourself yeah um i think another big one one that bothers me the vo- most is Avoiding making up Spanish words that don't actually exist, such as drinko. Um, <laughs> that's infuriating. <laughs> yeah. That, that, is, that is not okay. And just like appreciate the people a little bit more, I think I would say, because even if you go, I don't know, just appreciate the people and the culture and maybe not just like say mindless bigoted things Monday through Friday and then Saturday comes along and it's, Cinco de Mayo and all of a sudden you love you love Mexicans so just be a little bit more considerate open your mind to the people who are celebrating yeah I don't think it should be a one-time fascination with the culture um if you're going to go out and celebrate Cinco de Mayo then you should also this is something else I put on the list of things that you should probably do next year is um firmly and publicly stand against racist laws and policies that target Mexicans and other Latinx people. Um, If you feel the need to celebrate Cinco de Mayo, you should also feel the need to 
celebrate the importance of these communities in the U.S. and how important it is to you know have a a community and a united front. So it's not just a one time when you feel like you can celebrate Mexican culture. You should you know stand by people not only when it's convenient for drinking games. And yeah, especially because I think that last one that you said is like gold um, because a lot of the street vendors, a lot of the food trucks that you like that do sell Mexican food are Mexican owned and those people do get harassed harassed by law enforcement. So I think that's super important. Just definitely respect and protect the culture that you love so much to support. That's that's a good way to sum it up. Respect and protect. <laughs> yeah, a little off the dome action. Well, this has been a good conversation, and I hope that you, the listener, has learned something new today. Um, you can find us on social media via Instagram and Twitter at Know Now Podcast. You could also email us at knownowpod at gmail.com with any questions, comments, or concerns. Oh, yeah. And make sure to subscribe to our podcast and leave us a nice little review. Um, We always are looking for ways to improve ourselves. Um, So until next time.